This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. up everybody my name is james d fury and this is black ball today it's part two of a black ball doubleheader at first we had joe williamson aka that nerd dad who tried to tell me that lebron james was better than michael jordan and then tried to give my daughter advice even though he's only ranked 86 on the national podcast charts for parent podcasts so i'm just kidding i told him to come back when he was ranked 20th um because my son broke my daughter's wand and when you do that you need more than just, did you use your words? <laughs> no, I love Joe. I was happy to have Joe here. My guest right now, though, today is on location in Toronto. She has been there all day. Um, today, is there's a, there's a uh, rally, I believe. Uh, I think it starts at 5, but it could have already started. Uh, it's called the Prisoners. It's for Prisoners Justice Day. And really, it is all about uh, trying to protect those who should be protected as it is when she told me this statistic from um i think from the last 20 years or something like that that 1500 people who have been in custody have either taken their own life or been killed or od'd i was completely in shock i i thought and this this harkens back a little bit to a conversation i've had with a couple people including kareem Assad, who's a friend of the show about how when you're in prison that should be where you are protected the most. Their job literally is to protect you from others and yourself. And I am very much interested in speaking with her today. Uh, she is from incarcerated, sorry, excuse me. I just had a big hiccup. Did I think I swallowed a fly. <laughs> I think I might've swallowed a fruit fly, um, which, which, is, which is no good. Okay, um, from incarcerated voters, and her name is Angela Voss. Angela, I've swallowed a bug. I'm really sorry. I think I swallowed a bug. Yuck. Angela, thank you for joining us today. I really appreciate your time. Where are you right now, by the way? I am downtown Toronto, and I'm right across from the Trinity Church. Okay. Where the rally will be held tonight. Now, I want to rewind a little bit because I think it's important to sort of set up your story and, and to sort of... Um, Tell our audience what what it is that made you, uh, you know, take this torch and basically try to find justice uh, for people who have passed away uh, while while in the custody of our justice system. If you don't mind, I um, pulled my son's bail because I needed help with him after he had relapsed. They had him at jail for seventy, not even forty eight hours, and he died. 
and they called me and let me know he was no longer alive. So I feel it really strong that I have to advocate for other people so that other moms and other people don't have to go through this because we think our children should be safe and get corrections, as they call it. You know, and I agree with you, and I applaud you. I I told you this off-air, and I think it's worth mentioning on-air because I think anyone watching this or listening to this over the next uh, couple days are going to have the exact same thought that I had this morning. Um, so it's not it's not an original thought for me, uh, but I think it speaks volumes based on what you've gone through that you're just able to take a tragedy and, and try to uh, spin gold with it in that you are redirecting uh, energy in a positive manner so that it doesn't happen to other people. Like really, that's your goal, right? You don't want other people to go through what you went through. Absolutely. I want people to feel secure when they are supposed to, okay. especially with healthcare. Tell me about, okay, Sylvia Jones, who's, I believe, our Deputy Premier and our um, Minister of Health, you were supposed to have a meeting with her today. And it, it, from what I understand, it was organized, um, you know, it wasn't organized yesterday. It was organized quite a while ago, I think, or at least, you know, and with enough time to spare. And she was a no-show today. Is that correct? No-show. I actually invited Doug Ford as well, um, but he didn't show up either. But Sylvia gave you, she said she was coming, wasn't she? Yes. What do you think is the motivation behind that kind of no-show? You're a parent, you lost your son under very awful circumstances, preventable circumstances. And as the Minister of Health, she couldn't find the time to honor a commitment that she had already made to you. Why do you think, like politically, if you put yourself in her shoes, why do you think that she wouldn't want to meet you and try to do anything that she could in order to uh, at least hear you out? I think because the stigma is so high and because of the society and the way that they look at it and how many people were actually at that press conference this morning um, probably influenced that as well. They actually had OPP at the press conference this morning, and that never happens. Hmm. Um, But it seems to happen at a lot of the conferences that I tend to do. What is the response that you get from the OPP? Because they have to be, I'm assuming they have to be careful. Um, You have a lawsuit right now. Is is it against the government of Ontario? Or where is your lawsuit being directed at? It is against the government of Ontario as well as the hospital, Markham Stouffville Hospital, okay. um, that released Jordan back to prison when he was still in active overdose. Wow. So, is there there is a movement afoot though? From what I understand, there are a lot of mothers that are and a lot of parents and family members in the same position as you. When I mentioned that stat, that fifteen hundred people from the year 2000 is that correct yes so we're looking at um i'm really horrible at math but 23 years 1500 uh we're looking at what um 70 preventable deaths or something like that each year actually 64 a year yes 64 i am okay at math but not quite that good right (laughs) 64 and that is such a high number and do most of the most of those deaths involve things like like the one that i know from my hometown uh, not my hometown, but the town that I live in now. Uh, you know, the a man with schizophrenia was put in prison. They had his medication details with him, 
but they didn't give his medication and basically ignored him for 48 hours and he hung himself. There are so many situations like that, isn't there? Absolutely. Um, they continuously withhold medications, Parkinson's medications, a lot of pain medications. They say that they're not good for them. And they also withhold their medications when they're being released from prison because people can't get their meds and they don't release them with medications, escalating more problems when they hit the streets. So what are some of the solutions that you and your organization uh, are proposing? I would really like for our healthcare system to take on and our long-term care system to take on um, all correctional facilities across and federal facilities. Uh, facilities across Canada as well because we're just not getting the health care inside and it's inadequate the training and the response have you re- I, I can understand um, or at least I I, I I would expect that you would feel a lot of foot dragging on behalf of the government uh, and the justice system but have you uh, experienced any pushback from them as if you're like barking up the wrong tree or anything like that um, no, outside of um, trying to discourage me to do protests and um, giving me roadblocks like that, um, they know that what happened with my son was wrong. Um, and I believe that's why I don't get a whole lot of pushback. Um, they just really know what has happened to Jordan was preventable through 17 other inquests that happened before Jordan's death. It was a recommendation that he wouldn't be left alone after medical attention. Um, if that had happened, that Jordan would never have died because he would never have been left unsupervised. Has there been any successful lawsuits that you know of that have been, uh, you know, leveled against the government or, or a prison or a hospital uh, from someone that's been in the same situation as you? Absolutely. Um, I've got quite a few friends that have been successful and a few of them have actually denied their lawsuit um, because as a part of their lawsuit, they would have to stop speaking about their children and about what happened. So they have denied those um, requests and are continually fighting. It's been 12 years for April Tycho Liz. Her brother Marty was... um, incarcerated at Hamilton prison and his case is almost identical to Jordan's. Wow. That is such, that is shocking. Like, like the, the, the two family members that you can win a lawsuit. And, and so clearly the, the eyes of the law, and I think we're having trouble with our stream right now. So maybe I'll just get rid of your camera here. Um, where the where the law says that yes you 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 won but they they force a non-disclosure agreement or else you can't receive whatever the lawsuit deemed that you're entitled to absolutely Absolutely. that is crazy yes it is crazy and a lot of us are saying no you know what so many people have been silenced for so many years and because they're silenced because they've accepted this money nothing is being done so I repetitively say it's not the money that I'm looking for, it's change. And ultimately, that's what I will push for. And so the event today, are you speaking at this event? Yes, I spoke this morning and I will be speaking again this evening. Okay. And how was the, you were received pretty well this morning from what I know. Yes. And, uh, and, and it was a pretty packed house, wasn't it? Yes, it was extremely packed for a press conference. Usually there's only a few people there. 
Were you able to discuss this with any other members of the media, especially the mainstream media? Um, I spent most of my day um, yesterday responding to mainstream media um, and CTV this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, I did mine ahead of time to give every, other people the opportunity because I'm out here often. Yeah. How are you, by the way? I mean, like, listen, like, like all, all press conferences and, and, you know, and rallies and podcast appearances and talking to mainstream media, that's all, that's all pretty stressful stuff. But listen, you've gone through the gauntlet here. Like you, you've experienced the worst loss a parent can, can ever experience. And now you're, you're, you know, you're, you're moving forward in a way that's trying to help other people. But how are you doing? How's your mental health? How do you feel? Like, are you okay? I don't even know who I am or just, I'm just kind of going through the motions of where I can be. Um, I feel like a person without something's missing. Like I'm missing part of my soul. Half my body is gone. Um, you just never, ever recover from this stuff in the same manner as what you were before. It has can changed tell- my entire life. Can you tell me a little bit about your son? Jordan was super fun kid. Um, he loved snowboarding and skateboarding. He was extremely um, into adrenaline type of sports, um, but he had a flip side. He was extremely depressed when he shattered, his heart shattered. And unfortunately we weren't able to get mental health help for him. And he found a way to supplement that with self-medication on the streets. How old would he be today? Jordan would be 29 and a half. Well, listen, um, I'm really sorry about your loss, but I am super impressed with you as a person. <clears throat> and I think that, um, I think people watching this will see you as, as kind of a hero. And I know you don't feel like one and, and you probably never wanted to be this kind of hero. I, I, I obviously, but um, the fact that your work and you probably won't ever, I mean, you might, but like the, the, you've probably saved lives and you don't even know it. You know, because of the way that the way that communications and the way that people's energies when they embark on something like this, that ripples into our society in such a way where it could just impact someone's decision making and save the life of someone that they love. Or it could it could make a person in a correctional facility just take a little bit more care because they read about your story and they're like, listen, I, I, I don't want that to happen on my watch. So you probably already saved a life. And I think you deserve to be applauded for that. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it there because I think you 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 have a heavy enough day, and I think we've set. Unless there's something else that you want to add. Oh, I think we've got through most of the questions. I just wanted to add that Jordan was special. He was somebody, and everybody that died there isn't a number. They are people, and I really encourage you to go on the Tracking Injustice website and read each and every single one of those 1,500 names because that's hard. I think that's a great idea, and I think I will do that, and then I'll post the link uh, when I post this on my socials. And uh, I really appreciate your time. Um, Thank you so much. And uh, if you want, can you grab me the number of that woman behind you? Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely, I will. Okay. (laughs) Angela Voss, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good one. That is tough. That is really tough. I'm I'm so proud of her. I think... uh, yeah, like I said, uh, there's nothing darker. I don't think that a person can experience, and it would be very easy, and I'm sure I would do this. I would probably hibernate and, uh, you know, 
medicate myself until I felt nothing. And, uh, and to have that kind of courage and strength to, to take your child's death and to turn it into um, a, a springboard into activism that could help save others' lives, those are the people. Those are the ones. Angela Voss is one of those people that I wish uh, society had more of because I think what she's doing is, is massively important. And uh, maybe it's therapeutic as well, but it must be really hard. So I really appreciate um, her coming on the show. Um, I just heard about her story not too long ago uh, from from Leanne Schaefer, who uh, I was joking with. I already know. I already have Leanne's number. <laughs> she was in the background there. But, uh, you know, to, to hear her talk and, and to just know that um, it must be an exhausting existence, uh, but the... But the but the adrenaline and the motivation to just keep going, I think, is is something that we all need to uh, commend. And so, I I once again thank Angela Voss uh, for coming on the show, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow on Casual Friday on Black Ball. Black Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. It is your favorite girl. That's right. It's the Ali Mars, the one and the only. Everyone else just ain't me. I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle. We still talk sex, but I'm more interested in the journey, where people have come from, how they made it, and where they're going. Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at theallymars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate.